Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of First Christian Church of St. Paul, located in Roseville, Minnesota. We are a congregation of Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, a congregation that is united in Christ for the sake of the world. Join us for worship in person or via our live stream Sundays at 11 a.m. You can learn more about us by going to FCCStPaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. Our text today comes from Matthew 3, verses 13 through 17, and we'll also be reading Acts 10, 34 through 43. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would, would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so for now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And then from Acts 10.34-43. Then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him does what is right and acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did, both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear. Not all people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses, and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of his sins through his name. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Earlier this week, I um, did something I do every year, and I've done it every year, actually, um, since my my father died in 2015. And that is to pay property taxes on a land that belongs in our family in his native Louisiana. Um, The property is part of a larger plot of my dad's side of the family, and so Um, I have cousins that live on property that uh, belongs to their father, my uncle. And we just kind of, that's something I do every year around this time. It is a normal activity. It's pretty mundane. Everyone pays taxes. And yet, 
for some reason there's something special about it because it is a sense of a reminder really of who I am. And that it binds me to my, my father um, who, and all the relatives, both living and dead, as part of that family. Likewise, every year, um, my husband Daniel and I, we go down, usually somewhere nearby um, in the Midwest, to a, what is a combination of a uh, family reunion and board meeting. His mom's side of the family um, owns land in South Dakota, um, has owned it probably for over a century, um, just outside of Sioux Falls. It's been used for farming. Um, no one in the family directly farms anymore. Now it's kind of rented out. But every year is kind of this family reunion where people come together, they talk about what's going on in each other's lives and also about the finances and all of the things that you have to worry about when it comes to farms and owning land and all of that. But as I said, it, it's not just a board meeting, it's really just a time with the family to come together. And it is, also, it is a, an interesting thing because when we're there, both of Daniel's parents are buried in South Dakota, maybe about 10 miles apart from each other. And this year, we, last year we went there, um, we had um, Sunday worship at his mom's old church, um, church where his, that side of the family has gone for generations. And this event, which happens again every year, may not happen in South Dakota, it may happen sometimes in Iowa, sometimes in Wisconsin, somewhere nearby, but it is a way of the family, of the Benson family, to come together and to see the various generations. Families are some of the ways that we define ourselves as people. In, our, in a culture, especially in our culture in this time, when we think of ourselves as self-made people, this thing of family reminds us that we are formed, we are who we are because of the people around us, especially those of us that are bound by blood. And just as families are bound by blood, the Church of Jesus is bound as well, but not by blood, it's by, the wa by water, by the waters of baptism. We are bound to one another as church and to God through those waters of baptism. So reading the text from Matthew always comes up with the question, why did Jesus get baptized? Because it was very odd for him to come and be baptized. His cousin John, who was baptizing people, was baptizing them for the forgiveness of sin. His message was one of people to repent, to change their ways. And so Jesus is coming here, and he knows that, John knows that Jesus is sinless, and so he's kind of like, huh, why are you here? But Jesus tells him this was needed to fulfill righteousness. 
John probably didn't really understand all what was going on. He just kind of shrugged his shoulders and said, oh, okay. And he does what he does. And we see what happens in scripture that a dove comes down from heaven and a voice says that this is my son, my beloved, and with whom I am well pleased. Now, as I said, why did Jesus get baptized? Jesus got baptized to fulfill righteousness, just as it says in the scripture. But what does righteousness mean? Here, it is, trans, can be translated to mean that Jesus was going to be in solidarity with creation, to be born as a human, to live among us, and to even die as a human being. This act of Jesus defined who Jesus was in relation to God, but also in relation to us. Jesus transforms baptism from being just about the forgiveness of sins, and I need to stress that that does matter, but it makes it into something much more. It acknowledges who we are in God. When the voice speaks from heaven, it is saying that Jesus is claimed by God. Jesus is also identifying with us, those of us who are imperfect, who are mired in sin. As I said, it becomes an act of solidarity. It's another reminder of the incarnation of God becoming enfleshed, becoming one of us, and even with all of the weaknesses that that entails, including death. Jesus also reminds us that baptism isn't about what we do as much as it is about what God does. Our Lutheran sisters and brothers like to say that baptism and communion are means of grace. And I totally believe this. Baptism isn't anything that we, it reminds us that there is nothing that we can do to earn God's favor. It is all on God. And when Jesus is doing this to fulfill righteousness, it is about God keeping the covenant that God made with all of creation. God hasn't given up on us. And Jesus being baptized is a sign that God is Emmanuel, God with us. I said this in a sermon years ago on another Sunday when we were looking at the baptism of Jesus, that when we are baptized, God is saying, not only I forgive you, but also I love you. Welcome to the family. Baptism names and claims us. In baptism, we are claimed by God and we become part of God's people. And baptism reminds us that we are part of something that is much larger than ourselves. And we need and we, that much larger than ourselves and that communities like this one are bound together we are not self-made people, but we are together. And 
we are bound by those waters of baptism. Baptism reminds us that no matter what we do, we are loved by God and there is nothing we can do about that. And that is why it is so important that we remember our baptisms. Because they are signs that God loves us and we need to remember that in a world that tries to tell us that we aren't lovable unless we are more. More beautiful, more rich, just more. It was important in my own life to remember my baptism. I got baptized 46 years ago on a cold December night in Michigan. I didn't totally understand at that point what was going on. And for some reason, no one told me about getting wet, which is something you need to know, especially in a tradition like Baptists or disciples where you get immersed. But I know that something happened that night. I know that I was claimed by God. I learned that God loved me and that I did nothing to earn this love. And that is important because as I became more and more aware in my own life as I got older about being gay, I think the thing that kept me from losing my faith, the thing that makes, uh, allows me to stand here today is to know that I was loved by God. I remembered my baptism. You may have trouble loving yourself, but our baptisms are a reminder that we are loved by God and that God went so far to identify with us as to die on a cross to show the extent of God's love for us. So this morning, I leave you with this charge. Remember your baptism. Remember that you are loved by God. Live a life of gratitude and go. Go and help the poor. Go and help the disenfranchised. Tell the good news of Jesus Christ. Remember your baptism. Remember it. Remember. Remember. Thanks be to God. Amen. We hope this week's sermon was nourishment for your soul. If you would like to listen to past sermons, watch past worship services, leave a prayer request, or get directions to our worship location, please visit our website at fccstpaul.org. May God be with you on your daily journey. Thank you.